BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we have my incredible husband, Jonathan, on the podcast. I think a lot of you guys know him by now. He's been on the podcast like seven times probably. And if it were up to me, he would be my permanent co-host. I think he's so entertaining. I mean, everybody thinks he's so entertaining because he is. And he's funny and he's wise and he's an inspiration to so many. And today we're having him on the show to talk about veganism. I think probably everybody here knows that I am plant-based. I've been plant-based for a long time now, off and on since I was 20 and wasn't vegan for a few years, have been vegan again for four years. We talk about that story a little bit in this episode. My husband was pretty much hearing it for the first time, even though he was there. But you know, that happens sometimes. And Jonathan went plan-based on January 1st, 2020. So we wanted to do this episode to celebrate his year anniversary being vegan, and he's going to stay vegan. So that was a big question because I posted about this so much and everybody's like, wait, do you mean he's done now? And he's not, he's just getting started, but he's also not militant about it for the future. So his approach is wonderful and he's inspired so many people like we talk about in this episode because our families and our friends, I think they see the way that I eat and it's a lot for some people. I take it to a whole new level when it comes to the celestial diet, the way that I eat and lifestyle. Well, Jonathan's just your regular old healthy vegan with environmental inspiration, fitness inspiration, health inspiration. And also it's just so much fun for us as a couple. So we get into it here. I mostly asked him questions that you guys have sent in. You guys made my job really easy today because, um, yeah, I was pretty much just reiterating all your questions that you sent in on Instagram, and I asked him a few of my own, and I also snuck in some questions at the end about our recent ayahuasca journey together because I wanted to do a ayahuasca episode with him, but it's just such a personal, intimate experience. He didn't want to do that. 
but he did answer a couple questions about it here, which is amazing. So always so fun to have him on. He's the best. I always say when you have, when you are a podcaster for work and for fun, and then you have your spouse or your significant other on the podcast, I feel like it always takes a little bit of time for everybody to get comfortable with the microphone and just all warmed up. So I feel like this episode gets really good like halfway through, but maybe it's good from the beginning. I mean, I think it's full of tons of good information and I could sit here and talk to my husband all day and all night. I already do. So to me, this was just really fun. And he's the only person I'll podcast with at night (laughs) for obvious reasons. So that's what we did tonight. And I am so confident that you guys will absolutely love his perspective in this episode and beyond. So before we get into the episode, just want to remind you that if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I will send you my free yoga ebook as a thank you. So just send me your screenshot of your rating and review to jordanatthebalancewand.com so I can send you that free yoga ebook and thank you personally. And also, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show for Sigmatic. So this is totally fitting because Jonathan introduced me to Four Sigmatic way back in, I want to say 2015 or 2016, before I had this podcast. And getting to work with Four Sigmatic has been a dream for the last several years. So Four Sigmatic is mushroom coffee. You can use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, for 10% off of all things Four Sigmatic. And there's so many reasons why I love it. But for one, their mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. It's super easy on the gut. It doesn't leave you with that awful jittery feeling that coffee does or that midday crash that coffee does. And it just makes me feel so productive and so alert and helps me get shit done. All of their products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free. Plus, every single batch is third-party lab tested to ensure its purity and safety. So you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible. So you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee you it tastes just like the coffee you know and love. It brews dark and nutty and it tastes incredible. They also back all their products with a 100% money back guarantee. So you will love every single sip or you will get your money back. You can go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to check out my favorite products, which are the chaga, the mushroom hot cacao, um, just the original mushroom coffee I've always loved. I love everything with lion's mane and I love everything with immune support. And I'm just such a fan of the brand. The founder, Taro, has been on the podcast talking all about foraging mushrooms and entrepreneurial life. So check that out if you want to learn more. We have worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for the the Balanced Blonde listeners. So get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only for the Balanced Blonde listeners and not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Now enjoy, and we'll head into this episode with my husband. 
All right, Jonathan Albrecht, you're What's here. Up? You're back on the podcast. Jordan Albrecht. That's me. Jordan Younger Albrecht. Jordan Hunter Younger Albrecht. No hyphens. No hyphens. Nope. People ask me all the time, are you an Albrecht now? Are you a Younger? What do we call you? You're I, a both. I just haven't fully gone through yet with transitioning, but you know I'm an Albrecht in my heart. Yeah. I'm so excited to be married to you. Work, you'll always be Jordan Younger. Yes. Work, I'll always be Jordan Younger, which I like. I think a lot of people do that. There's so many people who I follow who have kept their maiden name for work, books, all, all that kind of stuff. But in our family and like in our personal life, I'm an Albrecht. Hell yeah. I'm at the front of the alphabet now, people. What's up? What's up? Our kids will be at the front of the alphabet. I never knew what that was like. Yeah. Well, you still won't, but our kids will. <laughs> I know. I literally still won't. I'll probably never be in that position again, which which is fine by me that nobody will be calling roll call for me. So for, for those who don't know, I came home and Jordan is sprawled out on the sofa. She's looking really cute. She has her hair just done today for some reason. Why was your hair done today? I just took a shower. I just washed my hair last night. I've been huh. washing my hair very sporadically, so I'm glad you like it. Yeah, well, good. You were just laying all cute and, you know, rushed home to do this podcast, made made myself a quick vegan meal, which is, huh, the topic of conversation, apparently. Yes, it is. Yeah. So made myself, what was it, like a chorizo quesadilla. That looked really good. Yeah. We'll get into what all your favorite vegan meals are. But were you going to say something about what I was doing on the couch or was that it? No, you were just literally being cute. And it was just, it's always nice coming home to you. Aww. Well, I'm excited every time Jonathan comes home at a decent hour these days or in general. But regardless, we're so happy that Jonathan's on the podcast today. It's always such a treat to have the love of my life on the podcast I think I'll forever be one of those people who wishes in my heart that my husband would be my co-host. But then again, we have our separate things. It works for us. Yeah, that that would not be as entertaining. But you're so entertaining. You're the most entertaining. In doses. You guys, Jonathan is so much more entertaining than me. He would be such a good co-host. What's up, He comes up with all the best best questions for my guests. Seriously. Not all of the best questions. I just like asking weird and interesting things that I'm hoping that the other person has never been asked before. I know. He's good with, you're good with coming up with weird and interesting questions. That's for sure. Okay. Well, let's get into the topic of today's episode. Do you have weird and interesting questions for me? Well, I let the audience weigh in on what they wanted to know from you about being vegan, but I'm sure I can sneak in some yeah, weird and interesting questions. In. I'm a weird person in general, so I will definitely have some weird questions. Yeah. Okay. So the topic of today's episode is veganism. Jonathan went plant-based on January 1st, 2020. I'll let him tell you more about that and tell you about why. So we wanted to celebrate his one year as a vegan and he's continuing. I think people get confused because I say his one year and they're like, wait, we're going to celebrate with a nice juicy hamburger. (laughs) Beyond meat. You guys tell tell them what my brother texted you on January 1st. So did you have any meat yet? 
Like people you have a think about this in their homes. I my, love it. My brother, Christian, if you're listening, Christian, I'm excited. He texted, he thought about Jonathan on January 1st. And he's like, what kind of beef have you had? Well, this is something that over the year you've been more vocal of towards the end of the year. But when people would be like, oh my God, like, so are you going to be done at the end of the year? I would be like, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm just doing this right now. And it is what I, what it is. And then like a month away, people would be like, oh dude, so it's like a month out. Like, are you going to, what are you going to do? You can have a burger, you can have steak. Like, what are you going to do? And I'd be like, I, you know, genuinely don't care. It's just living my life and it's, and it's fine. And that's, you know, whatever. And then you would say to me, you'd be like, why don't you just tell them that you're going to stay plant-based? And part of me didn't care enough to label myself like that. Because do I think I'm going to eat a steak again or have a hamburger at some point in my life? Yeah, for sure. If I'm craving it and the situation is like, dude, this burger is nuts. Like I've had in and out, don't need it. You know, I've had this place, that place, best steak houses in LA. Like those don't interest me, but if I'm somewhere unique, you know, and situation feels right, I'm going to try it. And then guess what? The next day, I'm just going to go back to being plant-based. So Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the definition of plant-based, which I kind of try to get across to certain people. I'm plant-based, vegan, which is one thing, but there's such a thing as a plant-based lifestyle that really means based in plants, meaning you can have a burger one day and then you can go back to your regular vegan lifestyle 364 days out of the year, which I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. But also what you're talking about is toward the end of the year, I did encourage you to own it a little bit more that you that you like being plant-based. Because I think a lot of like the guys that we know and my family and people were like, come Protein. on, come on, dude, you know, you want the beef. And you'd be like, oh yeah. Eat the beef. And then we got home, we would get home and I would say to Jonathan, can you just own it a little more, please? Because sometimes in public, I think it would look like people were like, you were just doing this to please me for the year when that was never the case. Yeah, no, not entirely the case. Not at all. Well, you challenged me and I I don't like when people challenge me. Well, I inspire you and I think you love when people challenge you. Yeah, but then I have to do it. And listen, I didn't begrudgingly take on this challenge. I didn't think it was going to be that hard. And for anyone listening, it fucking wasn't at all. There's so many great plant-based items, replacements, like stuff, super high protein. You know, you can taste just like meat. I mean, like awesome desserts, awesome everything, you know. So 2021 and 2020 are good years to go vegan, are and were. Back in 2011, when yeah, I started I going vegan and there no was way. literally nothing and you would say vegan to a waiter and they'd be like, So here's the lamb option that happened to me so many times in my life. This is, this is a different time. And I think, and, and we also have the luxury of living in a metropolitan city. So that helps too. But I love that you've embraced it and happy one year, babe. Thanks. One year and one year and zero meat consumed in a year. Literally zero. Zero. But I did have a little bit of butter 
on like three or four occasions because they were in pastries that were homemade. I was presented them as if I just made these homemade cookies. Would you please try one? And it wasn't meat and it tasted delicious. Yeah, that was actually kind of a funny story. I remember when you came home, I was on the roof with Jillian, I think. And you were like, babe, don't be mad at me. I had a carrot cake. It wasn't vegan. And I was like, yeah, I'm not mad at you at all. I think from time to time, when there's baked goods that have eggs and milk in them, what can you do? I I don't think I said our don't be mad. I think I said, I I just have to confess that Mm -hmm. I had like Ashley, my, you know, best friend's wife, Ashley, I love you for Drew's birthday made baked, whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. like this delicious carrot cake, which is my Achilles heel. I love a good carrot cake with like a cream cheese frosting. And I was like, Ashley, I can, I'm vegan. She goes with these doughy eyes, like, please just try it. It's so good. And I was like, ah, whatever. I think everybody, when they go plant-based, if and when they go plant-based, they just have to do it in a way that works for them, that works in their lifestyle. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. But you only ate pastries like three times in all of 2020. Non-vegan pastries. Yeah. We found you a lot of good vegan pastries. Way too many pastries. For sure. So I want to get into the questions. People have sent in so many questions. Hit me with it. I have questions for you too, but I want to make sure we hit these questions. Let's go. Okay, cool. So, As the kids say, let's, let's fucking go. As the kids say, no cap. No cap. Who has heard that? If you guys are listening and you've heard cap and no cap, you have to comment on my Instagram and tell me. I brought that up to somebody t- today, younger, like hip. How old were they? 24. Did they know? No idea what it was. Who was it? Uh, I was at Sherman Oaks and it was some of the employees there. Oh, what? They didn't know? He said, uh, one of the guys that works there, Corey, was a cool guy. Uh, he said something like, oh yeah, like that. I don't know. I don't know what he said. It <laughs> what was did like, he say? <laughs> I can't even remember. He was like, yeah, that's hip. And, but it wasn't that. And I was like, oh, cool. He's got like a cool lingo. Like he, probably knows what all the cool kids say. So you hit him with the no cap. So yeah, he was asking me about something. I was like, yeah, no cap. Like I said, it almost like a joke, like to see if, Uh oh, he knows. No idea what it was. I had never heard of it until you guys brought it up either. But for everybody listening who hasn't heard of it, my nieces, our nieces, who are 17 and 13, big on TikTok. They love all the lingo. They taught us no cap. And now we have a no cap group text. We do. So what is is no cap mean? Just, I think it just means like, I'm telling you the truth, like no lie. Right. So every day we say, we did our push-ups today, no cap. Because we are in a push-up challenge. We're we're fun and hip and no We're We're a challenge kind of family. Jonathan got us into the challenges. Okay. So no cap. Eating vegan when your partner does not. We actually don't know how to answer that question. I mean, I feel like I could answer that question. Well, we actually eat quite differently from each other, which we can also talk about, even though we're both vegan. Yeah, I don't eat any of the foods she eats. Zero. That's not true. You're SOS. Oh, well, I'm SOS free. I'm celestial diet vegan. Yeah, you are You are on another level. Jonathan's a regular vegan. There's so much sodium in the stuff that I get. For sure. So we can answer that question. So pretend that I just eat whatever. What would you make yourself for dinner? Whatever. Like I don't eat whatever. No, you... I know. I'm saying like, tell us a day in the life of your meals. 
I, I will, but to the question of how do you eat plant-based when your partner doesn't, just it shouldn't matter at all. It really shouldn't matter because I really believe at the end of the day, when you love someone, you you just support what they do. You support their choices. If their choices feel good to you, then it, it's not an issue. So eating a little bit differently, totally fine. Oh, I didn't interpret it that way at all. Okay. Like if they're an ethical vegan, let's say, and you eat meat. Well, I think that would be an issue for some ethical vegans. Yeah, maybe for an ethical vegan, well, for I'm sure. I'm an ethical vegan, but it, it's like, okay, so as an ethical vegan, I wouldn't want beef or fish or anything to be cooked in our home. So I definitely see what she's saying. Well, the, okay, let's take the extremes out of this scenario. If I just eat whatever and you're vegan, unless you're cooking for one another, it really shouldn't matter. If you're cooking for one another, like I said, there's awesome alternative plant-based products that I've duped friends and made a breakfast burrito for, and they had no idea that it wasn't real sausage. So like pretty deceptive, you know, plant-based meats out there. And then, or if you're making spaghetti and meatballs with plant-based meatballs and, you know, they just have spaghetti without the plant-based meatballs or they make their own meatballs. Well, hey, there you go. That's true. You can do those easy little swaps. So get specific with us because I know people want to know what brands do you like? Like, what are these alternatives that you're talking about that are really good? So, you know, there are kind of like only a few that are really making it big, I feel like. Well, there are only a few that are good. And I feel like you have definitely found the ones that are good. Well, I've found the ones that I feel taste most like meat. So what are they? Yeah. So there's No Evil, which is like the number one for me. Their Italian sausage is just perfect. And I usually throw it in the skillet, a little bit of avocado oil, and it's delicious. Their chorizo is also really good. You That's just what need, you had tonight. Yeah, you just need to cook it for a really, really long time because it's really wet and it just never seems to dry up. And it's really good when you can cook it long enough to where it dries up a little bit and it's a little crispier. Good tip. And then there's... You like Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. So the burgers. Jonathan are- made us Beyond Meat burgers the other night with my parents. My dad loved them. When we were in Erewhon the next day, he's like, hey, Jordan, what was that brand? Uh, let me let me get some of that Beyond Meat that Jonathan was using. That was a win. It's huge. Huge. It's all about how you how you prepare it. And we could talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And then Beyond Meat does uh breakfast links and they're really good. They do breakfast patties and they're okay. And that's kind of it as far as like meat alternative. Vegan cheese. We love the brand Parmela's Creamery, which yep. is sold at Whole Foods and Erewhon, places like that. We love Follow Your Heart. We need to tell the Follow Your Heart restaurant story too, the fact that you've been going there for so long. And we love, I recently found an oat milk, vegan cheese, and that was cool to find because it's not free. So we recommended that to my sister and her kids because my niece has a cashew allergy. I know a lot of people have cashew allergies, which makes vegan cheese kind of hard. But you can check out the oat one and you can also check out Follow Your, follow heart, your is, heart. Yeah. Not free, which is so cool. Not free. Okay. So 
Another question here. Jonathan, do you eat gluten? Yeah. Yes, he eats gluten. I order extra gluten. <laughs> he has to order I, extra gluten because I eat no gluten. I don't I don't go out of my way to not to okay. I enjoy gluten-free things and sometimes I prefer them. Right. But like I don't no. Don't do the gluten. The no gluten. evil sausage that he eats has gluten in it. I'm waiting for the day that they come out with gluten-free because I'm going to be all over them to work together because it, there's so much in our house at all times. And I'm always so jealous when Jonathan's eating it. So, okay. Mar Blair says, how do I convince my boyfriend to eat more plants? And what are your go-to transitioning recipes? Yeah. I mean, you can't convince him. But if you want to try and persuade him, just cook really bomb plant-based foods. You're like, hey, babe, I made this bomb salad. I love that. Yeah. Well, not just salad. Or whatever. Mac and cheese. Like, you know, try to recreate. I would say try to recreate some dishes that are pretty decadent. I, I think we, I think the question was just about vegetables, right? Or how to eat more plant based? Oh, plant based. I don't know. I heard plants. Like I just immediately thought salad. Yeah, well, salad is good too. Oh, plant based. Just what's his favorite <laughs> fast food restaurant? Is it Taco Bell? Cool. Make him like a double decker taco, and use plant based stuff. If it's going to get an like a pasta dish, easy pasta is so easy. There's shredded Parmesan cheese, and like make pasta with regular tomato sauce and boom, you got pasta. Those Beyond Meat hot Italian sausage, so good. Throw that in there too. Yum. So my recommendation, just pick his favorite food and then recreate it. I love that. So how to stop temptations when you're around people who are eating non-plant-based food? I, I don't know. I get tempted with pastries. So for me, it's never about meat. And I love meat. Like the smell of a barbecue grilling. Like when we went over to my brother-in-law, Jeff, so I was like, can I, can I, man, can I barbecue the steaks? Can I do it? <laughs> Just because I love the smell of that char. But I have no desire to, to have a bite. I've had a million steaks. I know what they taste like. I'm just like not, I'm just committed, I guess. But like, how do you resist the temptation? Just have stuff that, like if I know I'm going to a dinner party where everyone's going to be eating desserts, it's like a dessert party. Oh, let's go to the dessert party. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I would bring my own desserts, you know? And right. Like, and we make some good vegan desserts, don't we? Yeah. Raw Snickers pie. Yeah, bring your own food. Unfortunately, that's kind of what you have to do if you're... But what about eating out? Eating out, there's, I mean, that's easy. What would you get at like a typical restaurant? Well, it depends what kind of food. Well, we go to vegan restaurants most of the time. So say you're out with Easiest, your friends, your coworkers, what would you get? Mexican food is the, by far the easiest place to get vegan. So you could do like fajitas, like vegetable fajitas, just a rice and bean burrito with some guacamole. Like there's so many things that you could do with Mexican food. Italian food, pasta. Um, Japanese food. There's always like vegetables and veggie sushi rolls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the ginger miso dressing on like oh, a and salad. Thai food. Thai food, super easy. I mean, it's really just barbecue. That's or American like burgers, mm -hmm. which can be challenging. That makes sense. 
All right, guys. So it is still dry January. And if you're participating or if you're sober or if you just enjoy the sober, curious lifestyle, then you're going to love Groovy. I am so obsessed with this brand, you guys. They are a completely alcohol-free beer and wine company. They first launched in Denver in May 2019. They're founded by siblings Anika and Nikki Sani. They're a small family and friends startup, and their aim is to bring life, love, and tasty options to the alcohol-free lifestyle. This is so fitting also for this episode because Jonathan is obsessed with Groovy. He drinks all of their Prosecco, their alcohol-free beers, their IPA, While I'm a fan of the Groovy Bubbly Rosé, which is so good, it tastes like strawberry and green apple, it's gluten-free and alcohol-free, and only 60 calories per bottle. And it's so cool because I haven't had alcohol in over two years, and that's for a multitude of reasons, but I have watched the world turn a little bit more sober curious. And especially this this month, because I have so many friends choosing to do a dry January, which is so nice because no days are spent hungover. You're never groggy for that reason. You're not using booze to escape feelings, stressors, or anything else. There's so many benefits from living alcohol-free and so much more time to just feel amazing, be active, be outside, and just feel wonderful, which is what we all want. So we want you all to get back into your groove and feel really, really, really good. Their vision and their mission as a company is a world where we don't feel the need to consume alcohol at every social gathering, a world where everyone can feel included regardless of their beverage of choice. And I appreciate that so much. (laughs) Their mission is to help people be healthy and stay social one drink at a time. You can head to getgroovy.com and use the code BLONDE for a fabulous discount, 10% off. They also have a wellness box right now, which is full of amazing things like candles and bath bombs and groovy, of course. Um, You guys will love the bubbly rosé. Keep tagging me on Instagram when you try it. That's getgroovy.com, G-E-T-G-R-U-V-I.com, code blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E for 10% off. Enjoy. So this is a question for me. Is it hard watching Jonathan eat vegan junk food when you eat SOS free? I mean, yes. I love the way that I eat and I love my food. And it's I think it's tempting, isn't it? It's tempting. I've made, I've learned how to make my SOS free celestial food very decadent and indulgent to me. We have different, you're like, I'm not, my sweet tooth is sour candy and yours is chocolate. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm never eating, I'm never eating chocolate. I don't right. like chocolate. Like, you love chocolate. That's true. So like I love our chocolate. sweet tooths are different. It does, yeah. I wouldn't like crave anything that you were eating for dessert. Jonathan eats sour candy every night, but I- Every night that I have it in the yeah. house, <laughs> which I hope is every night. Most of the time. I don't like sour candy. I do, however, get a little bit jealous of all the delicious like meat alternatives that he can eat. Even though I, do, I don't like meat and I don't miss the taste of meat, like- Sometimes if I'm really hungry, that smell of like the no evil sausage when he's frying it up and setting our smoke alarm off and like the whole house gets all smoky and it smells really good. 
if I'm hungry or if I'm having like a day where I'm just so tired and I'm it's like, the beyond I wish, burgers. yeah, I wish I could just like, oh, I wish I could just eat this like food that reminds me of childhood in a way. I definitely feel that way sometimes, but I think you, Jonathan, you're really good about helping me stay on track because when I just get tired and I'm not feeling well and I'm just kind of like, fuck it, let me order the vegan pizza. I just want to be lazy. You always, always remind me, don't you want to feel good? Don't you know how it makes your stomach feel? And you're not controlling with it at all. You help keep me on track. Yeah. But to answer your question, Grey Table Cuisine asked this question. Yes, it can be hard. Not often, but I have my days where I'm just like, my salad was not filling. I wish I had more in the house that was that I could eat right now. That happens to me sometimes. So to combat that feeling, I try to just stay really extra prepared and have all the things in the house that I like so that I don't have to feel that way. Same person, Grey Table Cuisine asks, will you raise your kid vegan? Kids, will you raise your kids vegan? Of course. I mean, the answer is a resounding yes. However, if like one of our kids was like, I am really curious what meat tastes like. I, I've, you know, all my friends eat meat. Like, can I just try it? I'm going to not care. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to be those overbearing parents who don't allow their kids to explore what their kids want to explore when it comes to food. But we'll raise our kids vegan. We'll keep vegan food in the house. We'll explain to them why we eat this way. And if they want to go out of the house and like try something, especially when they get to a certain age, I'm not going to condemn them from doing it. But I mean, we've seen people raise their kids vegan. I think usually the kids kind of stay that way. That's what I've seen. But obviously every kid is different. But that's our hope. That's our goal. And we'll do like all the correct supplementation and everything we need to do to make sure it's really healthy. But I studied that when I did my plant-based program at at Cornell online, all about vegan kids, vegan babies, vegan pregnancy. It's so safe. And I think there's just such a common misconception out there that it's not, but it is. Can't you imagine our cute little vegan babies? Oh, yeah. They're going to be so cute. Okay. Ooh, fun question. Do you ever feel Jonathan's family resents you for converting him to veganism? Oh, shit. What do you think? Uh, resent? No. Oh, I don't think so at all. I mean, if you guys don't know my parents, my mom, I'll be like, mom, I'm vegan. And she'll be like, great. You want some tuna salad? I'm like, mom, I'm vegan. She goes, yeah, I just made tuna salad. Do you want... That means I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. 20 minutes later. Hey, do you want like some macaroni and cheese? I'm like, mom, what what don't you get? I think now, now she definitely, you know what? She's come a long way. She always like tries to make vegan food whenever we come home. She's adorable. I know. I love my mom. I think she's used to veganism because your cousin. We have a lot of vegans in our family. Yeah. Your cousin Richie and his wife, Sarah, and their kids have been vegan for a long time. So she always had a vegan option at Thanksgiving and Passover. They're crazy. They were vegans in the 80s and the 90s. In the 80s? In the 80s, they were kids. Yeah. Richie's been a vegan since he's like been six. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. I was just talking to Sarah on Instagram and she said they just transitioned their kids from vegetarian to vegan. Oh, so wow. I said, we're going to talk to you when we have kids. But 
yeah, I don't think Jonathan's parents resent me at all. I think actually it's quite inspiring to your parents and your aunts and stuff that we are you so health conscious. You can do no harm in my parents and family's no, eyes. No, if anything, I just feel bad because we go to Jonathan's parents' house and his mom will say, I made this really special vegan, like lentil, blah, blah, blah. Um, crepe, whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's not gluten-free. And I feel so bad because I don't want to be that person, but I I am that person. And I, I just have to put my body first, but I don't think your mom takes it personally. No, my mom doesn't know how to take anything personally. No, no. And she's healthy. So that brings me to the follow your heart story. Jonathan's parents have been taking him and his brother to this hole in the wall, vegan, vegetarian restaurant in the valley since forever. Hell yeah, since I've been a kid. Yeah, so they're they're super health food conscious too. From the great one eight. Yeah, baby. So, okay, what question are we going to go to next? Um, Josie Baker says, tips for intuitive eating when transitioning into veganism. I don't know a lot of those words. <laughs> okay, my tips for intuitive eating when transitioning into veganism would be just listen to your body. That's what intuitive eating is. So just tune in, get quiet, ask your body what it needs. If you're having specific cravings, it usually means your body needs something specific when it comes to nutrients or minerals. So if you're craving chocolate all the time, something I learned in health coaching school, which has changed my life, is that you're probably in need of some magnesium. And so there's a lot of little hacks like that when it comes to plant foods. What? Nothing. I'm Jonathan's learning. smiling at me. I, I'm learning so much about you. About me? Yeah. Yeah. So Cornell online, all this. You knew I did Cornell online. I didn't know it was Cornell. That's kind of cool to I say. Did that, I did that for all of 2020. Badass. You knew that. I didn't know it was Cornell. Well, it was Cornell. It's badass. I did that shit. You are a badass chick. I did it during a water fast, so that's how badass I am. It's crazy. Yes. So when it comes to intuitive eating and plant-based, I love to recreate the foods that I want. I don't think that plant-based should ever be restrictive at all. I think Jonathan is the key source to look at if you want to know that plant-based doesn't have to be restrictive. And then same with me. I eat whatever I want as long as it's SOS-free and plant-based. Okay, so Sarah Foster says, if you're out and about and the only option is non-vegan, Jonathan, would you eat it? Sarah, I love you. Of course (laughs) I would. No, you wouldn't. If I have nothing to eat and I'm starving. Wouldn't you just like wait until you got home? I mean, hold on. Let's back up. If you're on a deserted island, that's a whole different story. We, We encountered this when we were in Sacramento, when I was on a work trip with Trevor Oh, we yeah. were starving. There was absolutely nothing to eat. Sacramento doesn't have that many vegan places. And it literally came down to, we, were, we showed up at this restaurant. It was a pizza place. I was fully committed to eating, eating pizza. They happened to close. But if they didn't close, I would have for sure had pizza. So I think out of desperation, I would probably go vegetarian. But if I was at a place and they had a hamburger, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get it. There's something that kind of happens. At least it happened to me when you go vegan or probably vegetarian when you're just not eating meat for a really long time. That you just don't. You just look at it differently. Like I just, it's not worth breaking to eat meat unless it's like Salt Bay in Dubai's restaurant. <laughs> 
And like, you know, it's once in a lifetime type situation. Well, that just shows your dedication though. Yeah. So yeah. Love that answer. Mostly balanced has a good question here. Has Jonathan noticed any uh, mental or spiritual changes since embracing the vegan life? I don't know how to answer any of these questions about any topic when it's like these time frame questions. Like when I would go raw for a month, did I notice any changes? Like, yeah, you notice like little things, but to me, those are, you know, very clear. I'm always evolving. I'm always learning and trying to, you know, evolve as a human, both spiritually, mentally, all of it. Has it enhanced that? Maybe. I've never really looked at it that way. I I would probably say yes, just because I don't know. Well, can I I stop you? Sure. Because I think as somebody who loves you from the outside looking in, maybe it's easier to see that I would say the answer is yes. I think I have such a deep belief that switching our diet to a plant-based diet, inevitably you become a clearer channel because you're not eating meat. You're not eating any other living being. And I've, I've watched you transform not just from being vegan, but just in general. And I think that being plant-based is a part of that. And I just think it's this like lifestyle upgrade that once you experience it, there's no going back. I mean, I believe part of that. I I don't believe, it doesn't speak to me the eating an animal and them and you becoming a clear channel. I think there are a lot of people that I admire who are super clear and do eat meat. Me too. I'm not saying that vegans are more clear than non-vegans. I guess what I'm saying is if you are vegan and you've experienced that feeling, it's a specific feeling that is pretty, pretty enlightening. And I would never say that there's one way to eat to be a clear channel. But since you have been vegan for a year, I feel like you can attest to having had that feeling at least a few times. I will say this. If I eat a lot of really bad vegan junk food, the next day, even like two days later, usually like if it's non-vegan, I would feel really bad and notice my body like looking a little different. I feel like I've overall been way healthier looking and feeling from eating vegan. Like I'm shocked. I'll eat like 14 vegan chocolate chip cookies that are not healthy at all. And then I'll still look like, oh shit, that's cool. Like I'm still looking pretty good. Yeah. No, I've noticed that in you too. And just so everybody knows, Jonathan does eat a lot of like vegan fun foods and stuff, but I would say you're an overall, you're a very healthy eater. It's one of the things that drew me to you in the first place. And one of the things we've always aligned on, you do love vegetables. You do love salads as big as your face. Like you eat a lot of healthy food too. Totally. And I'm saying that because I get messages every single day on Instagram being like, but Jonathan just eats beyond meat. And I'm like, no, I just always post him eating that. Yeah. No one wants to see me eat like rice and beans with 
sliced avocado and some hot sauce. Right. Jonathan which is also like four makes nights out of the week. Yeah. You make a mean cilantro salad. I do make a mean cilantro salad. For those who don't know what that is, I replace lettuce with cilantro. Now, if you love cilantro like I do, try it. It's epic. Yeah. Highly recommend. He turned me on to it. I never would have thought that I would like that. And now I prefer the cilantro to the regular lettuce. I encourage anyone who really likes cilantro to try it. (laughs) I'm not crazy. No, not at all. He also puts in it walnuts, sprouts, like a turmeric tahini dressing. Yeah, that Erwin turmeric dressing is epic. Yeah, I put tofu in it. Which brings me to my next question for you. From the sensitive soul, do you eat tofu or soy? Hate tofu. I don't know if I eat soy. Probably. You eat soy. So you like tempeh. I love tempeh. And that's fermented soy. Okay. You eat, you kind of eat like edamame beans sometimes. No, No, you don't. So I think the only soy that you eat is tempeh. Yes. Tofu is weird. I love tofu personally. It's like a... It's like a sponge. <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny texture. But if you air fry it, it's like flan. Pro tip: air fry your tofu. It's really good. <sighs> I think there's like a also a really big misconception and myth about men eating soy and that being a bad thing. But there's actually a lot of studies that show it's a positive thing for your health. The whole estrogen dominance thing is actually a very skewed perspective. Good to know. Okay, so this is a really good question from Sam. I am three, two, one. What were the main reasons you became vegan and have continued to commit? Great question. So in 2019, I was pescatarian, or as I like to say, vegetarian. I was a vegetarian in 2019, basically ate 50% or more of my protein intake from from fish, salmon, pretty much salmon, salmon or tuna. And it was really good. And it was like, that was it. It was like, honestly, I think just salmon and tuna, or if we went to sushi, I would get like some yellowtail. And as I was thinking about it, when we were going into 2020 and Jordan said, you know, do you think you could go vegan for a year? My initial thought was, oh, I just have to take out fish. That's going to be easy. I didn't think that I had to take out butter oh. and other things like that that I didn't think about. Although now that we've been doing plant-based for over a year, there's so many, like I can't, maybe I'm just skewed because I've been out of the game in a while. The vegan butters taste just like regular butter. Like when you melt it on toast. I know. We love vegan butter. Miyoko's. Oh, we love Monty's. Monty's. Monty's NYC. Shout out to her. She's also so nice. Her butter is the best. Insane. Totally vegan. So delicious. So yeah, it was just like a slow transition. I was originally just eating. uh, I was pescatarian and just decided to make the move over just to see how I felt. And... Just decided to stick with it. But I just want to reiterate, if I'm going out with my closest friends and it's something that we're celebrating and they want to grab sushi and I'm like, you know what? I feel like having a role or I feel like this. If the mood calls for it, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm not stuck on anything. But you and haven't done that yet. I haven't done it yet. But you could just see yourself doing that in the future. 
well, I just know it's going to happen. Yeah, like, in I'm your lifetime, for sure. There's a burger place that I've wanted to go through for years. What's and it like, called? I, f- I feel like it's called Something Never Die. Should we look it up? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Legends Never Die? Just type in Never Die. Burgers Never Say Die? Never Say Die, maybe? That's that's in Glendale? It's in Culver Los City. Los Angeles? Wait, I'm not really sure. That's probably what it is. Burgers Never Say Die. That's what it says. Yeah, never. Yeah, that. Okay. It's this guy who makes like burgers out of his backyard and from all these foodies, it's like the best burger that's ever been made in the wow. history of burgers. So, okay, so what curious. you're saying is like, yes, kind of what you were saying in the beginning that if the opportunity presented itself, you would try something, but then you would just go back to the plant-based Yeah. the next day. I love that. This is a really good question. Everybody wanted to know from you because you're a fitness person. You are a, you've done an Ironman, you do marathons, you lift weights, done all the things. Man, well, yeah, you've done, well, I've witnessed one Ironman, but you've done multiple. You're an Ironman. And everybody wants to know, you're a fitness guy and you're vegan. How does that work? Well, if you really studied it, you'd find that there's a lot of vegans in every single sport, every single endurance, you know, performance-based sport. They kind of go hand in hand now. I think more than ever, you know, you're starting to see a lot more plant-based, all-natural bodybuilders. And I don't know, uh, definitely in the endurance athlete, triathlete world, you're seeing it. It's pretty normal, I, I think now. You know, it's not fringe. Definitely. But what have been, what's like your personal experience? How has it impacted your fitness routine? So I do a challenge every single month. It's just something I've always done. The start of the new year, I'll pick 12 challenges for the year and then not decide in what order, but then I'll, as I approach the next month, I think, okay, what, which one am I going to do this month? In, I think it was 2019 or maybe it was 2018, uh, one of my challenges was to go raw for the month. And one of my friends, it was like, I think March 20th was LA Marathon. And on the 19th was like, dude, I can't run. Can you, do you want my bib number? Like you could run LA for me. Zero training. I hadn't been training at all for, for marathons. I'd been out of the game for probably nine months to a year, that kind of distance running. And fully raw, which means I wasn't having any caffeine, nothing. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let me just see. Even if I don't finish, who cares? I didn't pay for the registration. And ended up running LA. And it was the best I've ever felt finishing a race. Maybe it was because I didn't have caffeine and there was no crash. Maybe it was because I was like super hydrated. I don't know, but sometimes when you're getting race ready and you just feel, you just know you feel like good. That's how I felt. And I haven't felt that before to that level ever. So that's like the only truth I could speak to when it comes to sport. Other than that, I, I'm, you know, I don't really lift heavy. If I wanted to, I can, and you know, there's, there's that, but it doesn't impact like the fact, like, it's not like you're not as strong anymore. You don't have as much endurance. You wouldn't like none of that. No, not at all. Do you take any supplements? No, 
I don't. I never have. I don't even take Advil. I've never really been a supplement guy. I don't do protein shakes. I guess someone said something to me once and it stuck with me, like the no explodes and those like creatines that are supposed to like get you big. You would have to take it for the rest of your life to stay that big because as soon as you don't take it, then you're going to shrink whatever size you are. So, and I've said this to you about some of the minerals and supplements. Millions of supplements that I've been on in our relationship. Yeah, that when you... Your body is, even if it makes it naturally, but if you are taking something regular, regularly, either your body will sometimes stop producing it as much or just whenever you stop taking that thing, then you just go back to the way you normally were. So, Right. I, but I, think I would if, say, sorry, beyond that, like you're not going to take any like supplements or enhancements to make you bigger or anything, but there's supplements like B12 or vitamin D or anything. Would you be opposed to taking those? I'm just opposed to taking any vitamin or supplement. You don't feel like you need it. I feel like if my body needed it, like I took a like a blood test and it said I'm deficient in something, I would find foods. I love that. I guess I would. I like if if I'm super deficient in it and my body needs something, then and I knew exactly what it was. And I knew that if I took this, that would help solve that one issue. I think that's more of a medical For decision sure. more than like something that has to do with being vegan. I think the point here is Jonathan's one of those people who naturally feels really good. I mean, you don't have any health issues. You're very blessed in that way. You digest food really well. So you haven't found yourself needing any supplements. Yeah. That's amazing. So a lot of people are asking about like mental clarity. I love how you know exactly how to summarize my I tie up. Jonathan's a rambler. Like if you guys could even see us right now, we're sitting across the table from each other. And like I'm looking at him and I'm watching him ramble and I'm just like, I'm going to find a way to tie this up in a nice little bow. Because we have questions. Like we have a few more questions to get to. All right, I'll be more concise. Okay. I love that. You're the best. Thanks. You're my favorite guest. Well, don't tell your other guests that. I could listen to you talk forever. All right, loves. Let's talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite mother-daughter-owned protein bar company, which is Go Macro. Go Macro is so good. I'm obsessed with them for a million different reasons. They're certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. They're available in 15 mouth-watering flavors, and I have so many favorites. So even if you have food allergies or dietary restrictions, Go Macro offers three delicious nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter and chocolate. They also have seven certified FODMAP-friendly flavors so that everybody can enjoy Go Macro everybody in your life, which is so fabulous. And what I also love about them is that they're dedicated to their farmers. They do sustainable sourcing and they make a positive impact on our planet. Their main mission as a brand is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle. So that's very important to me. Pretty much the same exact mission as the Balance One mission. Plus Go Macro just tastes amazing. There's a reason why we put Go Macro bars in our wedding gift bags because We just wanted to spread the love. 
I love the company so much. I think it's another really easy way to stay vegan and have delicious, healthy snacks on hand. So get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and using promo code BLONDE for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Go Macro. Now let's head back into this episode with Jonathan. Everybody wants to know if you feel more mental clarity as a vegan. I have a lot of practices that help with mental clarity. Meditation, reading, sauna, even just my hobbies tend to allow me to be meditative. What are your hobbies? Like building stuff. And I don't know, I would assume that veganism is one of those practices that does help. I, I just don't see it as clearly as the others, but I think it does. I would I would say it probably does for you. The other thing that people might not know about you is that you intermittent fast pretty much every day. Tell yeah. us about that. So Monday through Friday, I do what's called the warrior fast. And Mondays are the hardest coming off of the weekend. But basically... And this took me about two years to kind of get down into a system. But I eat one meal a day and it's dinner. It's usually between like 7 and 8.30. And I eat a lot of food. Like if you saw it, you'd probably think that I was making enough food for a family of four because I'm eating my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner all in one sitting. So I, I intermittent fast. I think that that also helps with my mental clarity. And it's exciting because I get to think about for that day, like, ooh, what do I want to make tonight for dinner? And it's usually really fun. Yeah, that is so fun. I love that. And I think that intermittent fasting along with the veganism brings you so much clarity during the day. Everyone wants to know, did you know Jordan that he would eventually become vegan? Oh, shit. That's a good question. No way. Okay. No, I didn't. But I will say when I was manifesting my future husband and I wrote a list, being plant-based was on that list. At the time, I wasn't even plant-based. I was going through an ebb and flow in my life. And it was actually you that brought me back to my plant-based ways. Oh, wow. Don't you remember that? Nope. We were in Bali. I was struggling so much with my health. I didn't know I had Lyme yet. I had terrible bloating. The women in Bali asked me if I was pregnant. I was very upset. And you talked to me and really helped me and helped me figure out that the plant-based way of life is the way that I feel best. And you helped me with all my blocks about it because I said, I don't know. I've been vegan before. Like it was really the vegan community was really awful to me when I went through the whole transition thing. And you were like, who cares? And you helped me so much. Oh, And I tell that story all the time. That I was, didn't know that. You didn't? No. Bubba. Yes. You brought me back to plant-based. Hell yeah. So did I know he would eventually become vegan? I had a feeling because like he said, he was vegetarian. He was pescatarian. He really only ate fish and then he was pretty much vegan. He's super healthy. We always aligned on that. Um, I also don't care like most people do. 
What do you mean? Like, if you told me I could only eat rice with like seasoning for a year, <laughs> I'd be like, okay. That's like, I just true. Don't care. You're very, you're so go with the flow. You're I one see of the most. Food is fuel, and mm-hmm. that's it. Like, did I get enough fuel to fill my tank in calories? If not, right. I need more fuel. It's so true. You're such a boy in that way. Like women, especially, I, I experience this. We have a lot of cravings. I need my lemon zest. I, yeah, I need my I need my truffle vegan pizza from Double Zero every so often. Like I really crave that kind of stuff. And you, like you said, rice, beans, hot sauce. I oh watch, my god, rice, I beans, and hot mash sauce. It people, up in a bowl like constantly. I make a dish. It's called dog food because it literally it looks like dog food. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it does. It's white rice with refried vegetarian black beans. With maybe some no evil sausage, like chopped up, like little hot dog, little rings, you know, like that. And some like hot sauce and you just smash it all up. It looks disgusting in a bowl. And yeah, it's delicious. Yes. No, it's so true. That's a really good point that you're super go with the flow about that kind of stuff. So the million dollar question that was probably asked over a thousand times is- The protein. Where do you get your protein? Where do you get your protein? Tell us. Protein. So I grow my own protein. Uh, (laughs) No. In the backyard. There's so much protein in the plant-based meats. It's I've actually done a comparison. There's more protein in the no evil sausage than in breast chicken. And- you know, there's 18 grams per link and I'll have four links. That's 72 grams of protein. Right. Yeah. Hey, 72 people. That's so true. And then even- Right. I was going to say, even for people like me who don't eat the alternatives, really, I don't eat a lot of meat alternatives. There's beans, there's nuts and seeds, there's tofu, there's- Leafy greens, which actually have protein, which a lot of people don't know. Well, the question was to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No tofu. I'm not getting my protein from lettuce. Beans, cashews, macadamia nuts, walnuts, plant-based meats, hummus. Yeah, vegetarian, refried beans. That's kind of my staple. Yeah, and the truth is you you don't suffer on the protein level. Like no. you're good. You're satiated. You're good. On that note, what do you think are the most satiating vegan foods? And try to refrain from saying the alternative meats just because. Yeah, yeah. Satiating vegan foods. I know I've said it, but rice and beans is great. But if we're just talking a vegetarian item and like rice or vegan, and rice doesn't count. I mean, like a a chili, like Amy's has an awesome vegan chili, any kind of chili, really. Mm -hmm. Hummus with whatever you want, carrots. Avocado is always filling. Do you have- Guacamole. I have a tub of guacamole. (laughs) You literally do. Three or four times a week. Do you have any funny stories about being vegan? Like everybody wants to know, what did your friends think? Are there any funny stories? I think the funniest story was the first time I realized that butter wasn't vegan. 
Oh yeah, I had to break that to you when you were literally shocked. We so we had a a board dinner where our partners from the East Coast flew in and we had a celebratory dinner. This was in January to celebrate the 2019 year. Mm-hmm. And we went to Baltair, which is like an incredible steakhouse uh, right next to our office. It's in Brentwood. It's delicious. And there is not one thing on the menu that's vegan except for like a side salad. And you could you know, turn it into a normal size salad And I'm looking at the menu and I'm thinking like, I can't really order anything. And as I'm looking at the menu, they have a salted butter and like just delicious bread that they bring out. So I'm like putting the bread, the butter on the bread. And I must have ate like four, maybe five rolls with butter thinking like, oh, this will get me satiated because I can't find it. Oh shit. <laughs> butter is not vegan. I just right. had this like epiphany that I was like, oh damn. Well, that didn't last very long. But that was the first experience where I was like, who cares? I'm still just going to continue doing this and not eat meat. I thought that was kind of funny because I came home and I was like, I didn't realize that butter is vegan. This is going to be a lot harder than I thought. So that was funny. Not really, but that whatever. is funny. Kind of funny. I mean, it's like you live and you learn kind of thing, but it is funny. I think your brother was probably the funniest. Mm-hmm. It was like December 30th. And he's like, so what kind of uh, steak are you going to have on Tuesday? Or whatever day it was. Yes. No, that was funny. And then what about your friends? Do, have they just been overall supportive? I mean, my friends make fun of me. Like I make fun of them when it comes to anything. So I, you know, we would have JD over. JD and Sherry would come over and we'd make this giant vegan meal for them. and then. As we're leaving, JD would be like, yeah, cool. So we're going to go grab dinner now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that joke never seems to get old. But People have been making that joke to me for as long as I can remember. It's it's so true. It's part of the vegan life, baby. But I would say that I think you in particular have inspired a lot of people to lean into the plant-based life. Like Josh? Like Josh. And I mean, my whole family. Hell I think yeah. my whole family. My parents, my sister, my brother-in-law, Your their dad? kids, my dad, they are less inspired by me. I think they're inspired by me, but I take it to a different level. They see you doing it and they're like, oh, wait, this is like easy. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't have to be SOS free. It doesn't have to be all vegetables. It doesn't have to be this or that. You have really showed them like how possible it is. Yeah. And I love that so much. I think that we, I mean, there are endless questions here and endless questions, but I think that we have answered most of them here. And I want to ask you something Cool. on, this is like not about plant-based food, but it's about plants. Can you guess what I'm going to say? Does it have to do with ayahuasca? Yes. Can we just briefly talk about, and I mean briefly, our most you recent- You get two questions. Our most recent ayahuasca journey together? You get together? two questions. Okay, okay. So- We did ayahuasca in November. It was my favorite ceremony that I've ever done. I think it was yours too. I'm not going to have that be one of my questions, but it was. (laughs) And I want to know what was your biggest insight and takeaway from that experience? Biggest insight and takeaway from my second and favorite ayahuasca retreat was that 
every single person had a unique experience and every single person came to have certain questions answered that were absolutely apples and oranges to the person next to them. Yet everybody had the exact same experience. And that is finding the meaning of life with more clarity than you ever thought possible. And that what really matters at the end of the day is love and being a really good person. And that was a big takeaway. My other big takeaway is was that in 2020, there was so much talk, so much people talking and debate and argument, and it's really loud. And for me, it was going into 2021 and getting really quiet and really listening, really tapping into what others are doing, what others are saying, what others are bringing, and how can I enhance that by just not talking as much. Wow. That's beautiful. Okay. Now I need to think of a second question that's going to encapsulate just as much. I just want to know what was your favorite moment from the weekend? My favorite moment was we were in Santa Cruz in the mountains, like in the forest, and it was beautiful. And it was a very, very clear November night. And being in ceremony, as long as you're quiet in the the sacred circle. If you have to leave to go to the bathroom or if you want some fresh air, you can step outside. And I remember coming out of the bathroom and as I'm walking back to the yurt, looking up and I grew up in LA and it's pretty, you know, smoggy. You don't really get the clarity of the night sky and the stars like Northern California and Santa Cruz, the sky I mean, I must have been staring like with my head fully tilted (laughs) back as I'm standing perfectly straight in the middle of like this bridge. I'm staring with my head perfectly up into the sky, staring for what was probably 45 minutes of just admiring the neon glow of the stars and just thinking about like how small we are and seeing the constellations and that was very humbling as a individual experience. And I think about it a lot when I'm having like a tough day. That moment really speaks to me. So I love that. that I love fun. that. And we decided the stars were neon out there. That's how it looked to us. So beautiful. Yeah, like a, like a Sharpie. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I know it was next level crazy. Well, thank you for answering those ayahuasca questions. You are welcome, love. And okay, final question on the vegan front. A lot of people wanted to know, and I want to know, how has it impacted our relationship? I think it's been, I think it's been so fun, but I want to know what you think. I think it's been fun. Again, I'm just like weird and unique in that I don't think of things <laughs> that way. And then if someone says, how do you think about this? For me, it's like, whoa, I've never thought about it like that at all. It's fun because I'm always trying to make new things. And I love just saying to Jordan, like out of nowhere, it's like, I'm vegan. Cause I know it makes her really happy. She just gets like all giddy. So I don't know. It's just fun. I also feel 
like the world is kind of heading in that direction. And in 10 years, it really is going to be more of a luxury to eat meat than the norm. And I don't know, I just feel like in many ways, certain things that I do or companies that I work with or artists that I listen to, for some reason, they always end up kind of making it big or turning out to be successful. I feel like I kind of get in early on a lot of things and I'm definitely not getting in early on the vegan thing, but I think there is a shift now more than ever. And I'm glad that I'm inspiring, you know, family and my parents even. And Yeah, your parents and your brother and your aunt Renee. I mean, I wouldn't say plant-based, but you've inspired them to be so much more healthy and active. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's been been cool. That's a great answer. I would say at least twice a week, I look at Jonathan and I'm like, my favorite thing about us is that we're both vegan. I know. And I get so excited. And I have a lot of favorite things about us. And I tend to speak in hyperbole, but I love it. I love it. It makes me proud, not just on an ethical level, but on a health level and an environmental level. And I know you mentioned the whole ethical vegan thing isn't your inspiration. That's not your motivation. The environmental but vegan. But I've, I've heard you talk about how much the environmental vegan stuff means to you. So if you have anything to say about that, I think that would be inspiring too. Yeah, we'll end with that. So <laughs> is that your way of telling me you're done? Yeah, pretty much. I know. You guys, it's like Love nine, you. it's like nine PM. He's been he's been so perfect and good sitting here. Thank you. So Ethical, I think I don't really resonate with. Now, I, when I say ethical, I don't resonate with. I mean, I don't judge people who choose to eat meat. I ate meat for years. I'm ethical to myself now. I think I've had that. I don't really want to eat meat because I just look at it differently. But I think, I don't know if this is a term, but the environmental uh, vegan, for me, that's what it's about more than anything because Global warming, you know, everything that is going on with our planet is real. Forget blame and forget the, the, the causes and if it's real or if it's not like all that stuff. Like the truth is our planet is the only thing that we have and it's slowly dying. You're seeing it in the Great Barrier Reefs. You're seeing it in our ozone. You know, there's a point where it's, there's no turning back. And there's a reason a lot of sci-fi movies and movies that take place in the future are, you know- Post-apocalyptic. Post, yeah, exactly. Because there's going to be a point where we can't do anything anymore. So if you can do something, whether it's drink, reducing your single-use plastic water Pack consumption- water, baby. yeah. Uh, Jordan and I invested in a company called Pathwater because they help reduce our carbon footprint as as a species. Yeah, all aluminum bottles, saving the oceans, saving the animals in the ocean, the environment. And same thing with vegan. So I think if you reduce your meat consumption by just two days a a week, it mm-hmm. saves like like a billion microns in the ozone or whatever the statistic is. I just know it is super helpful. And for me, you know, when you look at that industry, 
so much carbon monoxide is generated from, you know, aside from the ethical components that are just disgusting. I saw a video the other day about how they uh, have euthanized pigs. No, don't even talk to me about like it. Like with heat? No, don't talk to me about it's it. It's crazy. This is the kind of stuff that kills me, but it's a reality. So I'm glad yeah, you're bringing so, it up. Yeah, anyways, I'm well, an environmental vegan. I love that. So as you were talking, I Googled environmental vegan because that's actually a term. Boom. It says eating a vegan diet could be the single biggest way to reduce your environmental impact on earth. A new study at the University of Oxford suggests- Is that a good college? That Yeah, of course. In the UK. Just kidding. Oh, you're kidding. Sorry, I'm deep into reading this. Found that cutting meat and dairy products from your diet could reduce an individual's carbon footprint from food by up to 73%. Look at that. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. And- I would say that's one of the reasons also why we're inspired to raise our future kids vegan, because this is a belief that we share and it's a passion and it's fun. And like Jonathan said, it's easy. It's delicious. We love it. If anyone is listening and they're not vegan, it's totally cool. I get it. Meat tastes delicious. We don't judge. That's the thing about us. Like this is not an episode trying to convince anybody to go vegan. And we just have fun talking about our experiences. Yeah. But if I could say one thing, I would say that if you do eat meat, maybe just pick a day or two days out of the week that you don't. And you're doing your part. It's that easy. You know, it doesn't have to be a go vegan, go vegetarian, whatever. Just maybe only eat meat five days a week instead of six days a week. You know, even that helps. So that's a good tip. Save the earth. Woohoo! Do your part. I would say, what's what's your recycling one? is bullshit. By the way, like if you actually read about recycling, yeah, I just opened Pandora's box oh, and we're going to sign off right now. <laughs> no, you have to at least explain yourself. Now nah, people could Google it. Okay, you guys, Google it. I'm going to Google it. We haven't even talked about this. I know. It's. A I complete, believe it. It's a complete. People hoax. have said it. People have said it to me. I mean, whenever I say, no, don't worry, this was recyclable. I get a million messages on Instagram. It's, no. it's to put it on the consumer versus the responsibility oh, of the government. Just another thing, you guys. There's so much stuff. But still recycle. We still do it, but just know that yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, still recycle. I mean, it's wild. So can you leave us with one final tip for anybody looking to go vegan? I think I just did. You just, just did. Yeah. Yeah, you just did. Just, yeah, cut cut down your consumption. Yeah. Okay, Even that's if a good it's tip. by a meal or a day, like just, and try it. Maybe try just a week. I bet you can't. Yeah. And where can everybody find you? You could find me on the podcast. Are you going to start your own? No. Well, I think we've talked about it. We have. I'm not ready yet. I know, but if you guys think Jonathan should start one, at least comment on my Instagram and say, Jonathan needs to start a podcast or what's a good emoji? Send me the monkey emoji. If Jonathan should start a podcast, that'll make it easy for everybody. Comment on my latest Instagram, monkey emoji, boom. No one knows what your latest Instagram is. They just go to my latest Instagram. It doesn't matter. When this comes out, we're talking about the future. Listen, no podcast for me just yet. But if I did need to start one, I know exactly who to go to and she has all the equipment and she's my wife. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, thank you, hubby, for coming on. Thank you for being vegan. Thank you for being amazing. And thank you for just 
coming home to do this with me. Thanks for being the best wife I, love I you could so much. ever ask for. Get over here. <laughs> I love you, vegan husband. Bye, everybody. Bye now, everybody. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Jonathan. I have so much fun having my husband on the podcast. He makes me laugh. He's so entertaining. He's wise. And I just love that he's been vegan for the last year. So I wanted to have him on and celebrate that. I hope that our conversation can inspire you to maybe add some more plant-based foods into your life or just realize that going plant-based is is easy. I mean, these days it's so much easier than it's ever been. There's a huge environmental impact, not to mention the impact on the animals and your health. And like he said, there's so many vegan athletes and it's just, it's just easy these days. I mean, when people act like being plant-based is like such a big deal now, I kind of just want them to know it's not. It's, it's so easy to do. If my dad can start being more plant-based than anybody can, And like I said in this episode, Jonathan really inspired my dad, my sister, my brother, my brother-in-law, my nieces, and so many more people in our lives, actually. We also juice every morning. We didn't really talk about that in the episode. But even though he eats all the vegan junk foods and candies and stuff, he also, like I said, he's always drinking juices. He's always eating salads, vegetables. That's one of the early things we connected on in our relationship. So I think it's really fun. I think by all means, you don't have to have a vegan partner if you are vegan. But if you do, it just makes life even better. So I hope you had fun listening to our conversation. I always love having him on. He's the best. I just love sharing him with everybody because he's he's fun. And he's he's just, he's one of a kind. So love him. Thank you, my love, for coming on. And if you guys do think he needs to start a podcast, you got to comment. Comment the monkey emoji on my latest Instagram. I know he needs one and he needs the encouragement. And um, you heard it here first. It'll happen at some point. Thank you also to our wonderful sponsors for today's episode, Four Sigmatic. Go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to get up to 40% off plus free shipping on all Four Sigmatic products. Also, thank you to Groovy, the alcohol-free beer and wine and bubbly rosé brand that we've been drinking all the time. You can use the code blonde for 10% off all things Groovy. And thirdly, thank you to Go Macro. We love you, Go Macro. Code Blonde for 30% off plus free shipping. And I'm just so thankful to partner with these vegan, alcohol-free brands that are so healthy and delicious that have personally changed my life and get to share them with all of you. So as always, you can always trust that these are brands that I use in my daily life. I love them. I trust them. I'm all about them. And I really look forward to hearing your thoughts when you try. So let us know what you thought of this episode. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes if you feel called, and I will send you my free ebook as a thank you um, if you send it to me at jordanatthebalancebond.com. So without further ado, I will let you guys go. Have a wonderful soul on fire day, and we'll talk soon. Mwah.